Welcome to the Luminance Podcast, where we shine the light on the good you are doing in the marketplace. Join host Sharon C. Jenkins, the master communicator, as she talks with iconic industry experts about the importance of being a servant leader in today's transitional world. Hello, everyone. I am back. I am back. I am back. I have not done a double header podcast on luminance in a while. If I remember correctly, I was in the radio station when I did something similar. So I am thrilled. We, I've got a couple of authors out of Michigan, and that's a special place for me. So I want to welcome you. My name is Sharon C. Jenkins, and I am the host of Luminance. This is where we shine the light on people who are doing good stuff in the earth. And so today I have James Michaels with me. He is a crime thriller writer from southeastern Michigan, and he is the author of Ice Rising and the Ballad of Johnny Carlo. Oh, so you have a third release that's coming out in August. So I want to I want to get our audience prepped for that. And then it looks like every since you were a child. You love to read about crime. Woo! Both fiction and nonfiction. And woo, you are an officer with the Department of Corrections, and you've been there for seven years. Oh, you, I think you are a closet superhero. That's <laughs> so how are you today, James? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. So let's talk a little bit about your interest in writing. When did it occur to you that you could write a book? Well, actually, it started off as um, just a challenge to myself. You know, um, I've always been a fan of reading. And the idea just came to me, you know, why don't I give it a shot? Why don't I try writing something? And so I started writing Ice Rising, um, and I was, you know, I, I kind of thought it was just going to be one book, and, you know, that'd be a little something, a little accomplishment. And as I was on, like, chapter 12, 13, I said to myself, this is going to be a pretty long book. I might have to break it up into, like, a series. And you know what? Now that I think about it, I've got other ideas that I kind of want to try out, too. So, you know, that, that's when the moment came to me that, I was like, this, this could really go somewhere. You know, I think this is something I could, I really have a talent with. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love it. I love it. So how old were you when that came to you? I'm just curious. Uh, I'd say when it comes to, you know, a lot of people are like child prodigies. They kind of pick some up when they're seven and they just go with it. You know, I was 25. Ah, I see. I see. Okay. So 
you're on this writing adventure and you're not a first time author. Can you share with me some advice for first time authors? First time authors. Um, I would say definitely just, uh, you know, it's one thing to think about a story and to say you're going to do something. And it's a whole other thing to actually do it. And, you know, you get hesitant at first, kind of, you know, pulling that trigger. Um, you kind of just got to say to yourself, you know what? Screw it. Let's just do it. You know, for, just write down a sentence. Just write down the first sentence. You know, nobody has to know about it. You don't even know what you're doing yet. Just put down that first sentence and then, you know, put another one and you'll, the flow will kind of go from there. I love it. I love it. So where did your idea for your first book come from? Because we usually write, I'm an author too. We usually mm -hmm. write about what we know about. Well, um, for me, it started off with, you know, being a fan of uh, true crime and whatnot. Um, you know, you come across the stories of those guys who, you know, the, the, the like criminal masterminds, the mob bosses, uh, the crime lords, the ones that really were actually bright people. And, you know, somehow, somewhere along the line, they end up using their potential for the wrong purposes. And that's what my main character in Ice Rising, Ice, that's what he represents, is that misused potential. Mm. Oh, is that influenced by your experience as a corrections officer? Yes, um, inside and outside of prison. There's a few people I know outside of prison that, um, you know, they start off around on the wrong track and then they did some time, they got out and now they're, you know, they've, you know, rechanged themselves and they're out doing good things for the community. And then there's a few guys in prison that are still in there that I've talked to, you know, I kind of, we have conversation. I say, you know, what are you going to do when you get out? And a lot of them have, you know, these great ideas and are very intelligent people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I'm just curious, uh, when we pick up your books, do we see you in any of the characters? Um, I'd say there's a little bit of me in my main characters. Uh, most of them, at least. With Ice, it, Ice was kind of like a trip down that, like, fantasy route, you know, that the road you never took, but you always wondered kind of like what would happen. Not that, you know, if you read the book, that's what my life would have been like. But for me, it was kind of like, a, you know, a, like a, a, a tease to myself. Okay. All right. And who is your ideal reader? My ideal reader? Mm -hmm. That's a good question. Um, that would be somebody that, um, with Ice Rising, it would be somebody who's younger, 18, 19, 20. Um, maybe they kind of realize that, you know, they've got a talent somewhere or they've got a good mind for business, things like that. And maybe they're kind of at that crossroads in life. You know, do I... Should I go down and be a, you know, honest citizen or should I go down and pursue a life of crime? So this book is kind of 
a way for it's it's kind of like a uh, a look into the life of crime aspect. But if you read the book, you'll notice that ISIS has a younger brother who has the same kind of business intellect that he has, mm. but he keeps it honest. And so you kind of see his progression on a side note. And that's kind of like what ice could have been mm-hmm. if he had taken that route. Mm, I love it. I love it. So let's say uh, I was a fly on the wall in your writing office. What would I see? How do you prep to write a thriller? Um, that's a good question. Well, my preferred time to write is early in the morning. You know, I, I'll get up at uh, 4.30 in the morning. I'll go downstairs, make a pot of coffee. And um, actually what helps wake me up is I'll play video games while I'm writing. You know, it kind of like, I don't know if it's an ADD thing for me, but it's like that constant stimulus. And so I'll play the game. I'll play like 10, 15 minutes, accomplish something. I'll say, okay, time to start writing. Like this is the next thing to do. And I'll write like two or three paragraphs and I'll say, okay, that's good. Time to get back to this now. And I'll play a little bit and I'll just kind of repeat that. And then all of a sudden I have like a thousand words done. Of course, I work in the mornings. So you know, those are my days off that I have that kind of opportunity to write like that. Mm-hmm. So I try to kind of, on my days off, I'll do it like late in the evening after everything's kind of settled down mm-hmm. and I'll have a little bit of free time. You know, what, you know, when you're married with three kids, it's a little difficult to find that, that time. That's why my days off, I get early before everybody else gets up so I can get that done and out the way. Mm-hmm. Oh, sounds good. Sounds really good. So who are some of your favorite authors? I love this question. Um, I love that you said authors because I can't pick one. Uh, (laughs) I would have to say um, Mario Puzo is definitely one of them. Mm -hmm. Um, James Patterson. Especially his work from the 80s and the 90s. Um, Jonathan Mayberry, Quan, Ashley and Jaquavis, they're from Flint. Um, a relatively new author, uh, Brandy Davis White, I like her work. Mm. You know, I just finished her Renee series and it was amazing. Mm. So, and all of them are within the you know, kind of the crime fiction thriller aspect of writing. So that's kind of where I, you know, obviously that's where my interests lie. So that's kind of, you know, what I prefer to read. I love it. I love it. Um, uh, I am curious if you were to step out of your genre and write something different, what would that look like? Hmm. That would definitely be a challenge for me. Um, I would have to try maybe, I think it would definitely stay within thriller, maybe like espionage or spy. Mm. Um, I like to kind of keep my work within the relatively realistic 
kind of world. So, you know, sci-fi, fantasy, I don't know if that's something that I'd really be able to do. Mm-hmm. But, you know, in the future, that can change. You know, I didn't think I would become a writer either. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, one day I said to myself, let's just, let's try this out. Wow. Wow. So tell us about the experience you had the very first time you held your very first book in your hands and you saw your name on the cover. Tell us about that experience. Oh, it was surreal. You know, it's, I think it's so rare when you have the opportunity to take what started off as a thought in your head and put it down somewhere, uh, somewhere physical, maybe on the computer screen or on a piece of paper. And then you work on it, you work on it, you work on it. And all of a sudden, you know, this, these thoughts, you're holding them, like literally holding them in your hands. Mm. And then you're giving it out to people. In a way, it's like you're letting people read your thoughts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it was definitely surreal. Oh, wow. You know, it, it, sobering wow wow so my last question for you is you say you have a new release in august what can we expect to thrill us (laughs) well this release is uh icebox it's a sequel to ice rising Mm -hmm. and i took the setting and ice rising the setting is in uh the streets of this city, El Paraiso, which is Spanish for paradise, a fictional city in Northern California. Mm-hmm. I changed the setting to prison. Mm. A, it, it's a fictional correctional facility in California set in the early 90s. Um, because of some of his actions in the first book, Ice is now incarcerated. And he has to, you know, he survived the streets but now he has to play the game, you know, behind the brick walls and the, the razor wire fences. So it's a whole new world for him. Um, it's similar, but there's a lot more rules that he has to learn. Mm-hmm. That is good. That is good. It sounds good. So how can our viewers contact you or where can they purchase your books? Um, I am on social media. I'm on Facebook. Um, you can look for me, just type in at James the Real Mike on Facebook. That's my author page. I also run a book club on Facebook called Books and Crooks Book Club, where, you know, it's, it's a community where readers and writers of crime fiction and true crime can kind of come together and, you know, meet with each other, network, share books, share ideas, um, you know, find new reads, find new writers, find new readers. So, you know, I want to open that up for everybody, not just myself. And then I'm also available on Instagram. Just type in James Michaels. I'm there. And then uh, Twitter. I'm also on Twitter, James Michaels. My books are available on Amazon. I have Ice Rising here. I have a copy right here. It's available on paperback and Kindle. Uh, for those of you that have Kindle Unlimited, it's free. Uh, Battle of Johnny Carlo, I have here as well. It's a lot thicker. This is the paperback version. Again, it's also available on Kindle. 
uh, free for people with Kindle Unlimited. I also have the hardcover version. Ah, ah, nice, 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 and, nice. Uh, and Icebox will be out August 12th. It's actually available now for pre-order at a discount for Kindle. Okay, very good, very good. Well, I just want to say thank you for being on Luminous today. It is my thrill to support authors and you just put the cherry on top of the cake. I appreciate you being here. And it is my prayer that you have huge success, huge success. Any parting words? Um, for you aspiring writers out there, keep reading start writing and be willing to meet new people. You never know who, you know, you never know what kind of rewards lie in store for you. That is so true, James. That is so true. Well, everybody, this is the end of the double header. I had a wonderful time with both of my guests. And as you know, I have a soft spot for men who write thrillers. You know, like Ken Androys and his Defender series and series, and then my my friend, good old William Bernhard and his political thrillers. So, you know, I have a little soft spot in my heart for men who write thrillers. So, James, you just you just joined the the club, okay? Um, but anyway, I want to say I appreciate you showing up today and showing out, uh, James, but viewers, I also appreciate you and listeners know that you'll be able to catch James. I'm going to put him actually on my podcast, which is on iTunes and Spotify and all that wonderful kind of stuff. So you can go listen to him over and over and over again, because he said some great things, some inspiring things. And the reason why we do Luminance Podcast and feature some of my most favorite people I call authors superheroes is because guess what? They are. They are superheroes. So anyway, I love you and there ain't nothing you can do about it. And we'll be back next week at one o'clock PM Central Standard Time. Bye-bye. Thank you, James. Thank you. Thanks for joining our host, Sharon C. Jenkins, on Luminance Today. Tune in next week for a dynamic interview with another iconic expert. Remember that servant leadership is more than an idea. It's a chosen lifestyle.